the key processes, the risk inventory, the standards and guidelines, plus the business unit metrics, is your baseline to build your foundations and to build your approach linked to all key objectives and strategy of your business. Welcome to the April installment of my podcast series, Rain's Insights on Security with Brian Lynch. I am very pleased to introduce my guest today, Eduardo Suedas. Eduardo is a bilingual security and risk professional with over 26 years experience in both the public and private sectors, and who has extensive international experience as well. His last position was Director of Risk, Safety, and Security for Andean Region at Laureate Education Incorporated, the largest network of higher education with 76 campuses, 10 brands, and over 380,000 people. Welcome, Eduardo, to the podcast. Well, Brian, thank you for the introduction and also thanks for the your invitation for this podcast. I am really thrilled to talk to you and discuss uh, our topic today. As I am, I'm looking forward to it. And talking about the topic for today, it's about reporting around global security programs. So we all know how important getting the job done is in the security profession. But equally important to the security leader is the manner in which we report on what we have done. The overall global security organization has done. And to most effectively and efficiently convey that to key stakeholders, whether that be C-suite executives or the board of directors. So that is today's focus of the podcast. In a document that Rain prepared that talked about key elements of a world-class global security program, one of those key elements is reporting measures. Again, the ability to capture through scorecards and dashboards what has been accomplished and also identify the objectives yet to be accomplished. So for today's discussion, Eduardo and I have broken this down into five segments. The first one is common challenges, key drivers. The second one is resistance to change. The third segment is risk program objectives. The fourth is changing the culture. And the fifth is the knowledge management key concepts on how to present to executives. So Eduardo, let me start with you on the first challenge, if you will, the first key segment of our discussion, common challenges and key drivers. What do we mean by that? Well, that's that's the key driver for any global risk, safety, and security program you want to put on your business and operations because you need to capture uh, the essentials and the fundamentals for these programs and the most important linked to two key factors your company culture, right? And your business and strategic objectives. So uh, in that point, you need to address properly 
all your priority actions, your program leadership, assessing resources, mapping key risk, optimizing your resources, and most important, embed the risk, safety, and security program into the culture of the company. So that means, in very simple words, to include that in your company's DNA. You need to have a, a process and risk-driven methodology, a risk oversight and visibility, a top-down bottom-up approach. That's really important because we, we, we can discuss later, but it's where you finally can articulate uh, the program and give visibility not only to the G Suite, also to the operations people who is in the field. And then, of course, you need to uh, have in mind your resource allocation, leveraging resources among your operations, and having in place, updating on an ongoing basis the risk inventory, and a good practices repository as kind of uh, the way that you can leverage your business. Also, benchmarking among your operation, because also in, in, in based on my experience, when you work in multinational companies, you have to deal on the main challenges. Okay, I have my operations in Brazil. I am a US-based company. I would like to expect that all my policies, standards, programs, and the governance drill down over the country and the, the, exact, the exactly way that I want to be. But not always is the case. So you need to first understand the, the context of the country, the culture of the people, the social environment. And then, okay, you need to figure out how to move that governance in your corporation, uh, applying the most accurate way as possible in that country. Brazil, Chile, Spain, Germany, whatever you want. And of course, the best way as possible. And with a, an uncontinuous ongoing improvement day by day. That means also increase your accountability and always having in mind how regulation and compliance must be addressed properly to have a kind of regulation and compliance proof uh, on your business. And then from that basis, move on and move forward. Thank you, Eduardo. Uh, really key considerations of any reporting schema that you outlined there for the security leader. And for me, there's really two priorities that, that I uh, that really resonated with me. The first one was addressing priority actions. And then the second one was presenting those in a top-down, bottom-up approach. I think those are very key components of the drivers that you mentioned for any reporting schema that a leader would want to implement across the organization. Uh, let's move on to the second segment that we have listed for today's discussion, which is the resistance to change. So for all of us that have led organizations, particularly global security organizations, there's a small component that might be resistant to change. Uh, you and I have had discussions uh, about this, and 
Uh, it's not only uh, identifying uh, what the resistance to change is, but also indicating the benefits for the buy-in. And Eduardo, I, I, I think our listeners would benefit from your explanation on this. Yes, of course, Ryan. When, when you have already set up your key drivers and you have uh, mapping them, then, okay, you need to focus on the deployment to implement your programs, to link your governance with your entire operations. The first things you need to break and it's a key challenge is, okay, how, how can I be able to deal with the people's mindset? Because every single person has their own priorities, their own business objectives, depending on the function. So it's a natural and inherent resistance to change. Hey, I have no time for this. Hey, sorry, but my resources are limited. It's the kind of comments you mostly hear from the people who, of course, you need to finally be successful in this program, the risk, safety, and security program. So the priority is, why me? Why now? What's the benefit? What are those benefits for me or for my team? So you need to kind of uh, be champion with key leaderships first. Then that message goes through every single layer on the, your organization and get into the, even the more tactical or technical person in the field. So in that way, you must show what are the benefits of buy-in for the company. So first, your program is linked to the company's strategy. Then the, your, the business objectives is the key way to then link to every single objectives, even macro objectives, of every single function. Either is finance, operations, HR, all the supply chain team. So you, you can then integrate your objectives with theirs. So putting in place on-site competences to facilitate the, the way that they must perform the job yeah, with the right tools, simple but effective, kind of self-evaluations or assessments, kind of awareness material, uh, teaching them, let them know what the, the benefits and the impacts, the positive impacts to not only what they are doing, also to their role, their responsibilities. So that's the, the, the way that you need to deal with the resistance to change. And then tools like uh, standards on the key processes and that will benefit the treatment of key risks they are facing on the day by day, showing them what are those risks that are, may impact higher on their functions and maybe affect their final goals. And then you show them, hey, I can help you with that. I have the experience, the tools, the program in place to give you more tools in an easy way to then you can use them and improve your job. Even if it's a, kind, a, a guy from the maintenance team, even if it's a director of uh, 
the operations, even if the, the admin who works in a, in a warehouse or in a campus, because in the way they are in the processes, they can tell you, hey, you know, I see this, I feel this, I lived this in the campus last week, last month, that I believe is important to mention to you because it could be a risk for us. And then that's a big win for you because people get the message and then feel the same principles that you need to follow to collect and move forward with the programs because you rely on people, you rely on processes, you rely on technology and integrate them, these three aspects, is a key fact at the end of the day. Because any single point of these three elements, people, technology, and processes, that is not correctly involved or connected, your program might be put at jeopardy or at risk if you don't have that in mind. Show the benefits and figure it out the way that connecting their main responsibilities with what, what you need to put on their plate as a key portion of the risk management program responsibilities. Yeah, excellent points, Eduardo. And as you know, and, and our listeners know, buy-in to the overall global security department's objectives, critically important across the enterprise and where they are linked to company vision, mission objectives, business objectives, and ensuring that that is conveyed to each department uh, will certainly assist with that buy-in and also having some input into the desired outcomes as well. So uh, appreciate the, the, the points. And a uh, good segue into our third segment, which speaks about risk program objectives and uh, how important they are to driving the reporting and understanding what we're trying to accomplish. So, Eduardo, can you uh, speak on the highlights of that third segment, please? Well, this is the way that you finally begin to build your program, your approach, and how you formalize and, and make front of the challenge of change culture through a risk approach. That is a big sentence that summarizes what is your goal at the end of the day, the bottom line. So you need to inject rational risk management focus on different processes like safety and security, compliance, crisis management, business continuity targeting not only the big picture of the top level of your organization. You need to inject that rational risk management program at your basic operation unit level. In every single country, you have or may have operations. Either it's a warehouse, a building, a campus, a house with a home with offices, the smaller it is, you must keep that in mind. It's not only the core processes or the main processes and the global approach. No, you need to 
get there. That's kind of a portion of the bottom-up approach. Then, of course, the, the objective of the risk program must be risk-driven to enable business accountability. With that in place, okay, let's do this. I am focused on the entire operation, my entire company. I, I want to achieve that every single person is accountable for what they do and what they don't around the risk management process. Perfect. How? How can I achieve that main goal in a very practical way, easy way, and getting the commitment and the buy-in, as I mentioned before? So you need to think about, okay, what kind of tools I must provide to facilitate that process. So I call the toolbox, yeah? A set of uh, methodologies, standards, good practices, guidelines that finally enable and facilitate to the people to enable the risk identification at basic operation unit, kind of a risk inventory. Then establish guidelines, standards for best practices uh, I call them as a directives, yeah, to facilitate the, okay, what's the focus on and what are the main priorities I must follow. Then to identify key gaps in policy or equipment practices and management. Once you have the gap analysis, considering all previous ones, then you are able to mobilize resources to finally effective spending in risk management priorities because of course resources are limited but regardless of that i can put my coins in the right way and in the right place and finally the last point but not the least is empower local teams yeah to effectively manage the risk at their unit level is linked to the accountability portion that we mentioned as a second uh, factor of the risk program objectives. As a, then, as a, as a summary, you need to evaluate common risk and threats across operations and business units in order to properly address resources for mitigation. And here's the thing, you need to leverage that process because you probably will have lessons learned and you need to get those for you to gain and move in a easiest way as possible, transferring those lessons to your business units, maybe because they are more complex or they don't have enough resources and they don't have maybe the expertise, then you put in place these good practices, internal ones, on their disposal, on their, okay, on their hands. Hey, here you have all good things we are doing in other country for you. Just follow and you can connect that persons, that teams with other teams to change that practices, to change that experiences. And finally, move along the continuous improvements. Again, uh, very good points uh, on that segment. And 
uh, for me, there's a couple that really resonate. It's, uh, you know, risk-based approach. You know, the highest risk gets the attention and the reporting. Each person is accountable to the process and empowering local teams to execute on the mission and the vision is uh, is critical. And I couldn't agree with you more. And I appreciate the information on that particular segment. And I'd like to move on uh, to the fourth segment, which is something you and I have talked about at length uh, relative to changing the culture. And I'd like you to provide some information on the strategies that you used to change the culture. Okay, well, it's a good point. We are arrived at the key elements of the priority you you must have in mind to deploy any program is that the, the, the cultural thing. So changing the culture, it means you first engage the people, engage the process owners on that process. Also, you are able to install new practices, new ways to do things, new ways to approach the day-by-day in a, with a different mindset. And also build a local capacity. Uh, because in the way you have a, a spread capacity among all your teams, regardless of they are located, you will have at the end of the day visibility of what is happening, what is going on, and making decisions in a proactive and preventive way. Of course, solving problems with a very position. So to change the culture, okay, uh, is under my experience and my approach along these 26 or more years uh, working on, uh, around risk management processes, you need to model first a very simple way, okay, how I need to connect two sides of the same coin, the top management and operations. Because top management rely on what operation is doing or even is not doing to then facilitate their effective making decision process. So in that point, when you take all the considerations we have discussed before, you, you can then start first formalizing, of, cor- of course, the key processes, the key elements you must be focused communicate that information to all single levels of the organization and then with those key processes identify all the key risks you make in front on your day by day and finally these risks or cannot affect your finally your business depending on how you are treating now them or depending on your capabilities. So when you have the key processes and your risk inventory, then you can move along the standards and guidelines to facilitate and standardize the way how you must approach your operation to reduce as much as possible or to keep in control the key risks that may affect and put an, an, a deeper deed your, your business or your operation. Of course, you need to measure that. Then you need to have, and you must have 
metrics at level of the your business units you need to build that framework including metrics and with those four factors or four elements the key processes the risk inventory the standards and guidelines plus the business unit metrics is your baseline to build your foundations and to build your approach linked to all key objectives and strategy of your business when when you are able to put in place that processes at the level of your business unit then you are able to get all practices the best practices and benchmarking what i call the data mining because what is doing well what is doing wrong what we need to improve what is working very well and I, and I can use as a good practice for my entire operation or what is doing well only for one country or and most important what is doing wrong but not as a punitive or sanction way take all the mistakes you have made use them to your internal analysis and then put in place all improvements you need to avoid that mistakes happen again so in that way you can uh, move forward in a very continuous improvement way and with the knowledge management and then build three key information for your business and connect with your top management which is every single business unit profile based on risk and processes a risk mapping you can then consolidate and show how the risk mapping looks like or your heat map and all put in place all your mitigation efforts all your actions to what the business units are doing to properly mitigate the risk they have on the plate so with these key concepts you can finally put the right capabilities in place, deploy your programs, run your processes, your mitigation efforts, and show them and link them to the high level or team or key management team anywhere in corporate or in the region or wherever you need to report or to provide with the proper visibility. So that's the way to, to integrate and to have all the company under the same synchronicity. Yeah, thanks, Eduardo. You know, the segment number four on changing culture leads really well into the knowledge management and key concepts piece, right? Uh, as you're changing the culture, you are engaging more and you are providing the key concepts across the enterprise and managing the knowledge of what we have obtained across the enterprise in those three buckets that you talked about, the business unit profile, the risk mapping, and the mitigation efforts around how are we limiting risk in each one of these units across the enterprise. So it was a great segue. I think you have uh, some more information that you can convey to our listeners about the modeling that you produced that might help them. Do you want to discuss about that? Yeah, of course. Yeah. And so... Usually, usually the, the risk approach and all the tools you develop is, are mostly 
based on a kind of Microsoft tools, Office, Excel for reporting or collecting information, the checklist, everything. So every single tool that you usually deploy and you want to the people follow is a manual based process. So what was my challenge? Okay, I, I need to make it simple and easy to the people in the field to follow and collect information based on risk and based on what they do. So what I did, I hired a company, which is a VPN company, the Business Process Management, and we developed together a workflow, software as a service platform, to put in that platform all the key elements I mentioned before, all your processes, all your risk, your standards and guidelines, your actions, your findings, everything you need to know, your metrics also. So we put that in the system and we put focus on, on a kind of a system to deliver attributes to the people and be a motivation also. A very collaborative uh, platform across processes, very affordable, multi-device is important, friendly and flexible and available anywhere in time. So we, with that in mind, we developed this tool uh, we put in place at campus level in order that people on real time can first do their day-by-day -day job, follow any checklist, follow any action plans they have in place in a standardized way, even for the campus, for the brand, for the country, and share that information and good practices with other countries and other brands and universities in this case. And the most important, if they find something wrong, they were able to report immediately. Don't lose time to take pictures, then go to the office, then upload the pictures, put in an email, select people who need to receive the email and then send them. But what if the right people or the right person must know that situation to solve it, to fix it, is not included, is not CC on that email. It's a mistake. We lose timing opportunities. So we put that in place. We identify, of, of course, every single person on the organization that must be in the loop. So the person, hey, on this hand, taking a picture, uploading the picture in their report in a web-based app, as I mentioned before. The report, making your comments, send it in real time, and the right people is getting that information. And most important, we were able to develop the a ticket system to also include that or that problem that might be fixed to the responsible person who is in charge of that process. And then that person go to their boss and asking for resources. Hey, I got this report. I think it's urgent. And based on the risk assessment in the, in the field, I agree with that approach. We need to fix it. I need the money if they don't have it. Or if they have it, okay, I need to put the money on this problem now. Got it. Then all that information, I insist, on the field, on the business unit level, then you can collect and consolidate that by campus, by brand, by country, and put those metrics in a scorecard. Very nice scorecard with your highlights, with your risk, with your actions plans, what you are doing, what you are not doing, what your challenges are, what is your budget, how your budget 
looks like. And then you can talk with your management to say, hey, these are the problems, the issues I have in my campus, I have in my brand. And then what's your focus? This is my focus. Do you have a budget for this? Yes, for this, this I have, but for these others, I don't. Okay, let's put an exception process to get the money for you and to fix it as soon as possible because it's, uh, it's linked that to a key risk you are facing. In that way, it was a very easy and self-motivated way to the people do their job, the ongoing job, including risk management concepts on the day, their day by day and link all the structure to what we discussed before, all the processes, the standards, the key risk, the metrics, and the cultural change at the end of the day. And it was, at the end of the day, it was successful, and the people were happy because it's, they are not dealing with a project, they are dealing with a program, a program who is linked to the business objectives. So it's other kind of conversation when you sit in front of your top management. And Eduardo, I appreciate Again, your perspective on this and your experience, and I hope the listeners have enjoyed today's installment of Reporting Measures for Security and Risk Leaders. Eduardo, it's certainly been a pleasure to have you on our podcast today. You're welcome, Brian. Thanks. And I look forward to working with you on RAIN. Thank you again. If you liked what you heard today and would like to learn how RAIN helps members monitor relevant risk developments and more efficiently respond to and mitigate key threats, visit us at RAINnetwork.com. That's R-A-N-E-Network.com. Thanks for listening.